0: Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. If you're a brand manager or a marketer, entrepreneur, or you're just interested in everything digital, listen up, because this podcast is for you. We're Impressive, a digital marketing agency in Melbourne, we've put together this podcast to cover some of the most current topics in digital marketing. Every two weeks, we'll be talking about subjects related to SEO, PPC, and Facebook advertising. Some of the industry's experts will be jumping in on the mic for each show, with a different set of hosts every fortnight. This podcast is run by you, the listener. So reach out and tell us what you want us to talk about. All right, should we dive into the world of digital marketing?
1: to the Impressive Digital Marketer podcast. This is episode 13 and today we're going to be talking about online stores and how to make your first sale with e-commerce. I'm Kate, I'm a digital strategist here at Impressive and I'm joined with Myrid who's also a digital strategist at Impressive.
0: Hi guys, how's it
1: going? So Myrid, why did you want to talk about e-commerce and how to make your first online sale?
0: Uh, I, th- I think definitely with the clients that we deal with Kate at Impressive digital. Uh, 99% of my clients are online stores. So I thought it would be great to kind of reach out to people who are maybe thinking about starting an online store, or maybe in the first couple of months and they still haven't really made their first sale or they're wondering why their traffic on their site isn't converting. Um, So it's kind of to spark some ideas, um, give people resources and advice on how to start up that awesome online store. Yeah. Awesome. So let's go back to the basics. When you
1: are initially thinking you want to work for yourself, start your own online store, you're ready to go.
0: Where do you start? That's a good question. I think it's, you need to think about what products you want to sell first. A lot of the stores that I kind of um, come across, they are passion projects. So someone loves fashion. So they thought about selling dresses, you know, um, online, jeans, and so forth, because that's what they love doing. Or it's someone that wants to solve a problem, I guess, in their lives, you know, like cleaning products, or they want to um, sell, you know, dog products, because they've got a dog and there's no amazing raw food out there for anyone. Or this one business that I came across um, last week, it was an online vegan market, Um, so all the products um, for vegans as well it was actually vegan junk food cake it was awesome so um it's kind of what their passion is um also capitalize on trends early as well so have a look at what um consumers are kind of buying What the in thing is to do now, um, 2015, it was like the selfie stick, I think. For kids last year, it was like squishies. So there was all these squishies like popping up online and in stores all the time. And also, you know, start searching for related products and, and see what, you know, other people are doing as well. Yeah.
1: So yeah. for people who aren't necessarily familiar with trends and analyzing trends online, do you have any tips for people to sort of determine upcoming trends or
0: have a look like ways for people to find out what is upcoming? Yeah, sure. Well, they could go on googletrends.com. That's a um a great site and it's Google site where they can um look and see what the trends are in Australia, what people are talking about. Um, also, ask people. There's so many business startup groups on Facebook. There's women ones, you know. There's um, Australian startup um, groups on Facebook where they can actually ask people who are already have an established online store and can ask them for advice. But sometimes it could be just, you know, walking, you know, past a store and seeing an item that they really like, or they love sports, so maybe. They thought about looking at a, a, a great activewear brand, you know, that they wanted to start up or they really like um, vintage shoes. So maybe they want to start a store, you know, doing that. You've got to really be invested and passionate about the products that you want to sell. Otherwise, you won't be motivated to make this online store work. That's
1: right. I mean, when we look at different types of products, obviously there are so many businesses that offer the same or similar products, just with slight variations. What do you think about competition? Does competition with brands and other businesses who have similar products
0: matter or can you counter competition and still succeed? Oh no, it matters. And and you need to look at your competition before you even start your online store because you want to see what their price points are. You want to see the quality of the product because that might be your unique selling point, right? That your quality of product is better their new competition, your uh, price points better, you offer free shipping. So doing research about other businesses, certainly in Australia, that offer a similar product to yours, have a look at what they're doing on social media, have a look at the range of products they're offering, have a look at their service, their returns policy. Is it made in Australia or if it's outsourced you know, overseas? Doing that competitive research will help map out the perfect online store for you and be able to kind of um, capitalise on the consumer market better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every business starts from scratch at some point. Do you recommend once you've determined the products and the style of things that you want to sell, do you recommend hiring professionals to do all the essentials for you, like designing your logo, building your site, Mm -hmm. doing your social media, or can you really just start it all yourself and just test it all yourself?
0: Well, a lot of, um, you know, startup businesses for online stores, they do end up starting it themselves because either they have low, you know, low uh, cash flow; they don't really have enough money to kind of um, invest in the initial startup phase. So a lot of them are setting up their social media channels and building up their followers organically and their brand organically. Shopify actually um, has an amazing free logo design platform that you can actually go in there and generate a, a new logo for free. But some people actually invest in it um, and, and outsource it because it's professional. And a, a logo design doesn't cost that much. I mean, Airtask, I think you can get one amazing one for $200 and it gives you eight different types you know, of digital logos, but ideally engaging with a digital marketing agency early might be a good idea just because it's going to help start you on the right foot.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know? We um, often talk about your cost per acquisition when it Mm. comes to e-commerce. So I find that a lot of e-commerce clients with smaller scale businesses have products that their cost value or their order value is really low and then they really struggle to actually make any money when they've paid for their advertising. What do you suggest to counter that or to tackle that so that people, even if they're selling dog products or hair products or things that are a lower cost point, how can they still make money online and not just end up paying money to reach people and then lose?
0: Yeah, good question. I think if we take a step back and we go, okay, okay, I've got an idea for a really cool product, right? But am I gonna make it, manufacture it, wholesale or drop ship, right? And and there's pros and cons to both. So like if you make your own product, like let's say for example, Kate, a dress, a really cool dress, making it yourself is low cost, you can control the price, agility, but then it's not scalable. You could get it manufactured yourself, so it's a lower cost per unit, quality control on the product. But there could be order quantity, you know, minimums, um, time to get it up and running. But if you wholesale it, selling already established products is is you know a, a massive pro to do wholesale. But the cons is inventory management, I guess, on that. And a lot of people are drop shipping now, and so. Drop shipping has its pros and cons. Just for people it. who don't know, what is drop shipping? So, drop shipping is you never see the product, Kate. So, you could um, get the product through a distributor overseas, maybe in China. Um, so, they've got some really cool, you know, one of a kind shoes there. They send it directly to the customers. And so, you're just a marketplace generating sales, but they actually um, send it directly to the customers ordering it, and you actually never see the product.
1: Which has its pros and cons, right? Because yeah. you skip out that whole middleman process and you mm. don't have the responsibility of that, but also you can lose control over it. Product quality, shipping
0: times, things like that. High competition as well. Yeah, massive exactly. high competition and really low margins. So you're not going to make a lot of money. And something comes... like that,
1: um, drop shipping or distributing, you're also just relying on quantity. So yes, in that as well, your ad spend budget is going to have to be a lot higher because your reach has to be a lot
0: higher. Exactly, exactly. So you've got to really weigh up what's going to be best for you I think the future will be probably more wholesale um, and manufacturer and maybe the old good Aussie way of making it yourself Mm. especially in fashion so yeah so that's kind of what you need to kind of establish in regards to how you want to get the product and source the product and then that's kind of going to then build out your business plan or your you know go-to-market strategy as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously research is so essential for people yeah. who are, who are getting into their startups and launching startups. What tips do you have when it comes to creating a business plan for e-commerce? Is there any, any do's and don'ts that you really think are key?
0: Yeah. Well, one is have a business plan. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Um, You'd be surprised so yes. many people don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they kind of do it ad hoc and on the fly and sometimes, hey, a fluke it could work because maybe they had a business background and so forth but for you know the average Joes or Joannes that kind of um, this is all new to them and they've got no business experience there are some great free tools by the um, Victorian government that actually give you um, some templates on a business plan so you can maybe check it out that way Shopify's um, got a great one but uh, there are so many resources in Australia at the moment, free resources, because the government really wants to help Australian businesses and startup businesses. So there's also some great grants programs as well. Yeah, that, um, that's
1: but, true. There's a really positive atmosphere and a positive mindset around supporting other business owners. So yes. it's actually, yeah, really nice to see especially in the last few years, actually with females mm. in business, it's definitely been a massive rise and a massive support from other people promoting each other's businesses. Even on things like Facebook groups, you see that a lot, right? Oh yeah. hundred
0: percent of my clients cater female entrepreneurs. It's incredible. And they all have online stores and I, I'm just seeing that, you know, stay at home mums, you know, they their kids are maybe getting ready for school, but they want to kind of do something, but they can't, work full time so they're actually actively going out and figuring out how they can kind of work for themselves and it's really inspirational to see.
1: Yeah even an interesting one if you don't want to sell an actual product that you have to stock and you don't want to drop ship and have someone else distribute for you. I've seen quite a few people who specialize in something like maybe they're an artist or maybe they're a Mm. baker or something so you can always create a course and you still through e-commerce sell that online where you're not selling a physical product. It's almost like a service, but people then go and buy a course or they go and buy a session or something like that so that you don't have to ship out product as such, but it's still e-com.
0: Yeah, like those people that are life coaches and they do everything, like you buy the courses and then you log into an online webinar.
1: And it's 10 sessions or five sessions or 10 hours, that sort of thing. So that that works really well for people who are really good in a certain field or they have expertise and they want to share it and profit from it, but they don't necessarily want to handle physical product.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, anything online... And I'm going to kind of probably create some controversy here, Kate, so watch out. Um, But any, any business online is seen as an online store, even a plumber. And why? Because... You can transact. You're giving your information to that plumber for a quote or or something. Yes, money is not actually physically changing hands. But, you know, every website online is an online store or an online business. It's an online salesperson. And leads are ready there to be converted. I don't know if you agree with me, but I'm just going to put it out
1: there. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I think just talking about that, like even leads being converted as a transaction... What are some of the things that can really damage your conversion? I mean, there's so many things I've noticed on a daily basis, like broken links, poor quality imagery. There's so many that when you're browsing as a shopper or a potential customer that bring a business down, it's such little things. Are there some that are really standouts to you? Just like key
0: mistakes that brands tend to make? Yeah, uh, there's so many. I I guess... The one is is that you uh, see this amazing ad on, on social media or Google and then you go to a website that's terrible and that you can't convert or it's not mobile responsive, right? And then you are losing customers straight away. Why? Because people's attention um, spans are just nothing now. Um, brand loyalty isn't what it used to be, right? So people are very you know, they'll just move on straight away to a website that works.
1: Actually, just mentioning that brand loyalty, I read something interesting the other day that was saying that brand loyalty doesn't exist anymore. People are loyal to, they're not loyal to brands, they're loyal to themselves. So what that means is, sure, they can like a brand, they can shop multiple times with a particular brand, but if something's cheaper elsewhere or if there's free shipping elsewhere or if your pictures aren't high quality or your website speed is slow on mobile, they're not loyal to you. They're going to go where it's easier and buy where it's convenient. Yeah.
0: So it's so easy to lose customers. You know, it's just as hard uh, to, to gain them, but it's easy to lose them again. You're absolutely right. Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, Shopify is pretty much leading the the spectrum at the moment for e-com. It's so user-friendly. It's so yeah. easy to set up. So many clients come and they've actually built their sites themselves and they look pretty good. So why why would you consider any other platforms i mean people still use ebay they use amazon wordpress yeah. is that just outdated now or do you still think there's room for that
0: amazon's a tricky one because it's you know it's an online marketplace and um you still have to have people and rely on amazon to have amazing marketing right ebay I don't know, Kate, but I don't go on eBay and there is a lot of like scammers and so forth on eBay. Yeah, there's still a need for it um, because it's got an amazing international brand. But if you kind of want the sales yourself and you kind of want the traffic yourself, Shopify, you know, is so easy to market. It's great for SEO. It's really easy yeah. um, to talk to Facebook, Um it integrates manager. well with everything oh, yeah. else,
1: right? So pixels, tag manager, you can link up and do all your remarketing
0: and SEO yeah. is quite user-friendly too. So it is. And for someone who's not digitally savvy, Shopify is really easy to edit and update and and, and use. WooCommerce, it's not too bad, but it's very clunky. Mm, yeah. Okay. One other thing was, so you've got a great idea. You've built up
1: a brand identity, you've got a bit of a business plan, your website's ready to go, all your conversion points are checked, pretty much you've just opened your doors and no one can find you. What do you do?
0: Well, it's what you didn't do, right? (laughs) So uh, what you probably need to think about probably before the launch, I mean, you can do a soft launch, but you need to probably put some sort of marketing towards it. You know, maybe, and I'm not talking about boosting post I'm talking about running, you know, um, some ads on Facebook, some targeted ads through Business Manager, maybe do some Instagram, some remarketing, get your brand out there. Maybe engage if you do have the budget with the PR company, maybe. Also look at um, your content and your, your blogs and your SEO strategy as well. Google actually has they give away a a voucher of $100 AdWords voucher for for a new business. So you can maybe utilize that as well. But yeah, you you need to have some sort of marketing because you won't get any traffic. You don't want to launch a store and you're a billboard in the desert, right? No one can find you because you're a new website. So you're not going to rank on Google. (laughs) That's exactly right. So I get a lot of clients
1: that they'll be really happy with everything and everything's good to go, ready to go. They've got the product, the site looks great and they're wondering why they're getting no traffic. And it's just because nobody actually knows you exist. Um, Organic social can only really work to an extent. It's a branding strategy, right? So likes and your engagements and your comments and followers, as good as that is to grow your awareness and grow your audience it's more of an interruptive interest strategy right so it's not yes. actually a sales or performance strategy that's the biggest key difference is looking at your organic strategy and then going okay I don't want to just get people liking this I need to get mm. sales so how would what's the if you had a limited budget what would be the first marketing channel you'd approach
0: okay so for fashion or say a dress brand a dress brand, I would say maybe running some ads on social media, probably before Google. I still think Google Shopping is important, but with a limited budget, I do highly recommend running some social, you know, funnel strategy through Facebook and Instagram because you can target. Really narrowly, so you can target, um, you know, specific locations, um, interests. Yeah, people who like certain brands that you're similar to. People, um, in high income suburbs. You know, you can be really targeted with your ads and then you start building that traffic and then you've got that awareness and then you can kind of maybe utilize some retargeting to then re-engage with those people um, that know of your brand and then try and convert them throughout the end of the funnel as well.
1: Yeah another key element of strategy is remarketing and retargeting yeah so that's I guess one place where you can really Rein back in people who have come across your site. They do like your products. They've, for whatever reason, not purchased and left, but they yes. may still like you or they may still be interested in what you have to offer. Retargeting is a really affordable way to bring them back to your site yeah. and decrease that cost per conversion. So that's probably another, I mean, element that people in smaller businesses tend to ignore. They look for just reaching yeah. new traffic, but, I guess once you start building up that retargeting audience is where you can put people towards the bottom of the funnel and actually start getting those conversions.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, for, um, you know, for the retargeting, you can learn so much from those people um, and kind of look at their profiles and and do some lookalike targeting of their demographics and kind of mirror that with your other social media strategy as well, because you can understand the types of people that are actually engaging with you and kind of find more of those types of people.
1: Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah, um, And also with that, installing things like your Facebook pixel onto your site at the beginning is always necessary because yeah. even if you're not thinking of doing your Facebook advertising or your Instagram advertising right away in three months down the track or two or six months down the track or whenever you're ready to, then you've already got that, list of people essentially that you can then retarget to.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Shopify's got a really easy, you know, plugin and it's really easy for a Shopify website to to deal with that pixel installation as well, which is mm. great. Yeah. The back end of Facebook,
1: Facebook Business Manager can be pretty daunting to people who ha- yeah, people who haven't used it before. Would you recommend going to a social media agency for brand new businesses who just don't know how to do any of that or If you have the budget,
0: yeah, I will. Uh, I would. And uh, if you don't have the budget, maybe before you even plan an online store, you need a marketing budget. Whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. You need a marketing budget because otherwise it's like a store with no signage or no business name Mm. and no one who walks past it knows what you do. You need to um, kind of draw traffic from somewhere and build your brand somehow so you need some sort of marketing investment to kind of filter it with leads and sales.
1: Yeah I find that a lot of small businesses and startups their first attempt at marketing is organic influencer marketing. What are your thoughts on that? Well I don't know too much
0: about it. I mean you probably know more than me Kate about the influencer market. I know a lot of my clients have envision a lot of money, but they're Mm -hmm. not getting a lot of return. Why do you think that is?
1: Yeah. So my background's in social media marketing. So in my experience, influencer marketing can be super effective if you've already got an organic brand established. If you don't and you're brand new or you're just trying to get awareness, Mm. it can be very costly and not really deliver much in terms of tangible results. Sure, you can get a lot of eyeballs, but I find that brands that will spend, you know, $300 per influencer for a post or $1,000 per influencer for a post Mm. or a lot more for higher, you know, higher influencers, they then wonder why they don't get any sales from it. The thing with influencer marketing is, yeah, it's really great for eyes and it's really great for just that awareness. But if you put that money into a Facebook ad, that's that's a month worth of spend to get you actual sales. So, or if you put a thousand dollars into your AdWords campaign, yeah, you can get actual tangible results. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost an education piece that it really surprises me that every brand I speak to the first thing they've done, they'll say, Oh, we have Instagram and we've got a few people to post for us. And it's like, that's, that's a great try. Yeah, <laughs> It's a great start. I get why you're doing that, but, it's not a sales strategy unless you're already established.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I another thing about you know the organic social media and the influencer thing is, I had this uh, amazing clothing brand that I spoke to last week, and they had like fifty thousand followers on Instagram, but she wasn't selling a lot. Yeah, so even if you have an amazing following, it doesn't necessarily transition into sets. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. People follow lots of boards on Pinterest, but they don't
1: go and buy from any of those websites. I mean, well, some of them do, but yeah, social media, it's almost too approachable in the sense that, you know, everybody kind of goes, well, I use Instagram, so I know how to market on it. And I think that's almost a very dangerous approach or a mm. very dangerous mindset because that's how so many clients time and time again come and they've already wasted so much money and yeah. they haven't
0: got anything out of it. So, And it kind of leaves a sour taste in the mouth yeah. about social media, but it actually can work and we've seen it work for clients, actual making positive revenue out of social yeah. media. But also having a, you know, trying Google Shopping and, and Google AdWords as well why? Because you're being there when people are ready to buy. That's they right. have the intent to buy. They're searching on Google. It's highly likely that they're wanting to buy something. So with, um, you know, doing Google shopping, doing Google ads is also going to give you some good sales. Cost per lead's a bit higher you know, higher on Google Shopping and it's a bit more competitive. But that might be a great way to kind of get your first sales within those first 30 days. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, if if I was to start a business for e-com, my first point would be to look at search volumes and to actually really consider what the search volume is. So if I'm selling a pair of shoes and they're flats or they're wedges, I want to know how many people per month on average are actually looking for what I offer. Yeah. And, and you can do that on um, the Google keyword tool, exactly. Google Trends as well. Yeah, like, so know the size of your audience. Yeah. Know what they're searching for and then market accordingly rather than just trying to do, you know, organic social or organic Facebook and trying to just get lucky with interruptive marketing. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that I mean I hope that helped you guys with and um, kind of our experience at and our clients in regards to starting an online store. If you wanna know probably more about a digital strategy and kind of move forward, you can talk to the team at Impressive Digital. Kate and myself are digital strategists and that's kind of what we specialize in. So go on impressive.com.au and reach out to us and we can help you. Have a great day, I'm ready for the Friday don't know about (laughs) you kate already okay guys that brings us to
1: the end for today um remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out and we hope that was helpful and you've learned a couple of tips and tricks and do's and don'ts to help you with your e-comm store
0: have a great day guys see ya